What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comeback Conversations with my man, Adam. White money, white lock. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Good to be here today. Thank you, Mark. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, moving back a little bit here and doing these things about, well, 10, 20 it took us, but I think I'm going to have to change the time for myself because I got too much shit going on in the morning to get here at 9 o'clock. So um, it's going to be 10 from now on. So I appreciate you moving for me today. So... Here's the deal, brother. Um, you've, I know you just, you've watched these, right? You understand this is a different type of conversation. I'm not here to grill you. However, you've been on the other end of some of my grilling um, inside of the, uh, the experience, maybe on some calls. Uh, one thing that I really, really just want to give you props on is that every time I've pushed on you a little bit, you've seemed to elevate and get better and get better and get better. So I think you, necess- you don't necessarily realize it, but I think you uh, – you respond well to tough love. It seems like, right? Like, you know, you want it inside of you and you like it. So I just want to thank you for uh, number one, sticking with us uh, through all that shit. But number two, really, really going through what you've done to be able to get here. It's been, it's been, it's been good watching you. Yeah. I appreciate that, Mark. It's been a, it's been a journey, man. I was thinking about that a lot this morning and you know, with some of us, you know, we do have setbacks, but it's about, it's about getting up and going forward, you know, so I've watched some other conversations. You got some rock stars in here who just kill it from day one. You got some of us that, that make some, some bad choices or some poor choices. And then we have to come back from it again. So I've had a few setbacks, but I, don't know, I, I definitely respond to the tough love, man. What you don't have is anybody who has a disease. Correct. That's what you don't have. I don't have a disease. <laughs> so Adam, tell me, uh, you know, th- this is going to get put out in, iTunes. Um, so it's going to our group live right now inside of our own private community that we're, that we have for us. That's a, a safe haven that's built for us, but um, this is also going on iTunes. So um, tell these guys a little bit about you, man. You're, you look like a kid, but you're not necessarily a kid. You still look, look super young, but uh, you got a couple kids going on. You're from the middle of the plains, right? So, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, basically the middle of nowhere, flyover country. Um, I'm 34. I've got a, a son who's nine years old and a daughter who will be three in a couple weeks here. They are definitely my whys for a lot of things. Um, so yeah, man, I've been, I've been doing this thing for a long time. I was thinking about it this morning and for myself, uh, I've been, I've been kind of struggling with some things. It's been about 20 years now. So even though I'm 34, um, my whole journey with, with, you know, drugs and alcohol started when I was about 14 years old. And that's kind of that, that journey, those poor choices kind of what got me here today. What, um, so that's about, that's definitely more than fucking half your life uh, and your young life that you've had right now. So what, what do you think, what do you think started you down that road? And let's just talk, cause this is good. You're a little bit younger of a generation. I got five, six years on you. Right. So yeah, I can tell you what I did. I was the same age as you when I started doing it, but I want to hear your side of it, man. Um, you know, especially having kids that are going to be nine, 10, 11, 12. It's good. That age is coming quickly. Right. What do you think fucking brought you here? I mean, your actions, your choice, but tell me a little bit about your past. You know, I guess what brought me here, I was, I was kind of, I craved the attention as a kid. I liked the attention. Um, I liked, I liked kind of, I like kind of being the leader. Like when I was a little kid, it was always like, my friend would think of it and then Adam would do it. You know, I was a crazy kid. So I remember my first, the first time I ever drank, I was 12 years old, um, stole a bottle of booze. It was like a, it was a, we were, it was in the middle of, it was in the summertime. 
right? And we live in a small town. So our parents all work in the, we live in the suburb. Our parents work in town and we got free reign at like 10, 11 years old, do whatever we want. So at 12, I got drunk that first time. I stole my mom's minivan and drove, you know, went driving down the gravel road <laughs> and just got, just got completely shit faced at 12 years old. Um, and kind of dabbled around just drinking and doing that. But, you know, I played sports. I was a good kid. I was good at school. So it never like took a hold of me. Um, I kind of remember I kind of had that change over at about my freshman year of, of high school. Um, going into my that summer, going from my freshman to my sophomore year is when I started smoking weed and experimenting with some drugs all the time. And that's kind of where it started for me was smoking weed, doing the different drugs at 15, 16. And I just, I'm the kind of kid that just took a, I just took a dive, man. I went from being a great basketball player, a great student, a whole bunch of potential at 15. I remember my dream at 15 years old was to go play college basketball at a little school, become an athletic trainer, and then be an athletic trainer for, you know, a big college or a professional sports team. By 16, I didn't give a shit. By 16, I just wanted to be a drug dealer. You know what I mean? And kind of where my life turned in that and, and it, it just progressed. It progressed from there. And then at about 21, 22, when we could go and buy the booze and go to the bar, that's when I really started, started drinking heavily. So I've always kind of had, um, I've always kind of had this, this battle with, with addiction or with just doing too much of it since I was about 15, 16 years old. And uh, I'm always, I've always been kind of that on again, off again, drunk and user. You know what I mean? What do you, what do you mean by that? Like just, so, I, so it's funny. What you were saying is potential, but then you, you just kind of said you're on again, off again, user, right? Almost what it sounds like is you knew you were doing wrong or you knew you weren't reaching your potential. You knew you were doing some shit. So you pulled back and tried to do it the right way. You're on off back and forth, something like that. Because I think, probably just from knowing you a little bit you knew you knew you have more to give you knew there's a a voice inside calling you to do more you didn't know what it sounded like you probably drowned it out but you had this feeling inside right yeah yeah i was 16 i remember vividly because i mean not to give it all away but things we do in the comeback right and and there's something where, where you you got to dig into your shit and at 16 years old i been holding on to something since I was 16 years old. So when I was 15, we come from a small town, right? The same group, us seven, man. We balled from when we were little kids. We were really good. And we had that pressure put on us when we were like 13 years old. You guys are going to state championship for us, right? And I was, I was a two guard. And I, there was a rotation of us three guards, me and Grant and Paul. And when I was 15, I was getting more playing time over one of those guys. And I was on my way to start over him at, at 16. Well, what happened when I was 16 was, because I started using that whole summer partying, using all that. And we started doing two-day practices. That, that, those first few mornings of basketball practice, I started throwing up, dude. I couldn't hack it. Just got all cocky, told the coach to fuck off. And and, and quit basketball that day, walked out of there, quit. A week later, our starting point guard was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and he never played basketball again. I remember sitting there watching that first JV basketball game, and on the inside, that inner voice was telling me, go get your job back, dude. 
go to your coach, beg for your job back. But at that time, I mean, I was sitting there watching that game, high as shit, you know? And, and I just, I didn't have the balls or I didn't listen to my inner voice. I didn't go do it. I didn't go ask for my spot back. And that's something I, re I regretted my whole life since I was 16 years old of not listening to what I knew, knew to do on the inside, which was man up, go apologize, go get your job back. And I mean, and Paul never played basketball again. I mean, that was my spot. You know what I mean? That number one guard spot was mine. And, and I, it's just how life works. You know what I mean? I walked away from it a week early. How many other things inside of your life do you think that you handled that same way? Too many to count. Too many to count, dude. So let's flip the script real quick. Yeah. Potential, potential showed up on this call, right? So now that we've got a one-to-one, -one, you know, looking at each other right here, what is, what is the plan? Fuck the comeback. Fuck the real estate. Fuck the basketball. Fuck the past, right? Like, yeah. don't get hung up on that stuff. When, me you all of us at some point in our life we get so hung up on what who we were and at that moment right which is kind yeah. of what we've helped you get past but here you are now with this blank slate i know you got some issues still going on surface level stuff with the acts and and things like that what is the potential that you want to reach? like what do you want to reach what do you want to achieve out of this life you're 34 fucking years old dude you're young like yeah. since just just to be clear i lost my first my first multi-million dollar business at at what 33 built another one lost that now built another one right i've done so many things inside of the past fucking seven years i've lived more life in seven years than most people ever fucking live and done inside of their life so my point is this you're a baby right i'm not saying that's being asked but you got so much time what are you going to do with it you're smiling because you know it yeah that's a good question i mean and the first thing i think about it is is my kids you know and i get that but what about you though that's what I want to push you. Like, what, what are you going to do? Like, you're, you can be a great dad and your kids, you're going to get the potential. But, dude, these things in, like, I put a post out of Kendra and I, and I said, happiness is an inside job. You probably saw it or whatever, right? Yeah. However, coming home to my babe, which I love, is, makes the job easier. But even when I was writing that, I was thinking about me, like the happiness that I would create, the potential that I've done, the things that I need to do. If I don't achieve those, I can't be Phoenix's dad the way that I want to be his dad. Just like you can't be your kid's dad the way that you want to be their dad. So what is your potential, Adam? What are you going to reach for? I'm reaching, honestly, like that vision inside of my head, what I'm reaching for is to help other people, to be standing on a stage, kind of telling my story, talking to other people, traveling this country, and, and getting paid to do it and bringing my family along with it. That's fucking awesome. Really what I want to do. You know what I mean? I have the vision of my kids when they're a little older, me riding on a plane, you know, to my next spot, because I have to go help this person talk to these people or share my story with them, whether it be through my, my life or through business or through whatever that is. And just, just standing on a stage or in a room, just speaking from the heart and making money doing it. You know what I mean? Enjoying my life and, and getting to travel. So when you, when you, you painted a very, very clear picture on that. So what does the inner voice say when you think about that? My inner voice. Well, I mean, my, my inner voice tells me I can do that. And I know what I have to do to get that done and what that looks like on a daily basis. The hard part is doing that on a daily basis. Every <laughs> All right. So let's break that and that, that hard part on a daily basis, because what you used to do when things got tough, you would run, you would tell your basketball coach to fuck off. Right. 
And yep. then you would, you would create regret. And inside of the regret, you would create drinking and drugs and fucking chaos. And right. That, that's pretty much the pattern that you went back to. We know you're not going back to that pattern, right? Even, even no, you've not been no offense, but you've not been 1000% true to who you were since you've been on this program. You've yeah. been a million times better than you were. Absolutely. And that's the fucking most important piece, right? I know you want to do better. I know you wanted to, to nail it by whatever, make everybody proud. But at the end of the day, you made massive fucking changes. And that's important. Talk about the difference, though, of doing the things, the importance of doing the things every day that you don't want to do, but you have to do anyways, then to now, right? Like in the small journey. Or go back to when you're drinking, right? Like you did, you're doing things you didn't want to do anyways back then. You're drinking, lying, cheating, fucking being an idiot, you know, making money a sleazy way, right? Shit like that. What's the difference between that mindset and the mindset you have now? Gosh, I mean, the mindset I have now compared to then, I I didn't even – it's like I didn't even want to do it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in real estate. Like I have this flexibility and this certain freedom to what I get to do on a daily basis and how I get to make money. But I didn't even want it. I didn't even want to do it. Like I guess the biggest change mindset really is like this morning, dude, my favorite time in the day is it's dark out. It's in the morning. I've already gotten up. I've already, I've already prayed and journaled or, or done what I needed to do in the morning. Right. And I've got this, this time by myself to just think and just to be comfortable within myself and love myself and, and just love that little moment before I hated being stuck in my head. I couldn't be, I, 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 I had to be around people. I had to be on the phone, I had to be going to an appointment. I had to be doing something just so I didn't have to listen to myself. That's pretty powerful. How did you, what do you think the easiest, I'm trying to give some tactical information here because that's, that's a pretty big transformation, right? In a short time, because I know how long you've been in here. To be, able yeah. to, to, be, to be able to basically not be able to tolerate your own thoughts, right? Your own voices inside your head, to yep. be able to be comfortable with them. And we understand it's a mindset, but were there any little, like, any little pieces that you did throughout the day to make it easier? Was it meditation? Was it reading? Was it uh, writing down? Was it shit like I do where you just force yourself to, to fucking decide out who you are? Right. I mean, and that's, and that's the same thing for me right now. I still got to force myself to write, to write to myself and journal to myself. But, but for me, I have this, um, it starts when I get up and when, when that, when I get up and that alarm clock is before 5 a.m., you know, and it's 4.30 or 4.55 or 4.15, like I'm already winning today. And the first thing I do after I pee, the first thing I do is I usually, I usually get my headphones on. I've got, I've got some sort of, I got a couple meditation apps and I've got my playlist ready to go. And I've got, I've got my morning calming music, my morning music ready to go. I put my headphones and I sit in my living room in silence and I just start with like a prayer. I start with this, with thinking about what I'm grateful for. And I just have like five to 10 minutes, man, of, of just like getting myself ready to go. Of just talking to myself, talking to God. And that, that's what sets me up every day, like to have this better mindset and have this success. And I go right into gratitude, man. I got a gratitude journal. I start writing out what I'm grateful for every day. 
and then usually pray again. And then it's either journaling and meditating or I go hit the gym. That's, that's what I do every day to like kind of start my day. And when I do that, I win. I already won. I don't see any room for chaos inside of that schedule. No. no there's what no. was your schedule like before when you would get all twisted? Oh, wake up, hit the snooze 17 times. Um, if, I, if I had my kid, it was it, – it's get him up. We got 10 minutes to get to school. You know what I mean? And that sucks for him. That's like putting that, my own chaos in his life. Right. And get to school five minutes late, 10 minutes late. And then I got to start hearing about it from his mom. And then, I mean, here we go, you know, and if it's not, if it's not like that and I've got, I just, dude, I hit snooze. I hit snooze. I got an appointment at 10 or 11 o'clock. I had to get up at nine 30 freaking rush to the office, stop and grab a coffee and two Red Bulls, throw a chew and then stay up till three o'clock in the morning, you know, and do it all over again every day. It's crazy, isn't it? Matt, like, and the other thing too that that has changed, dude. The pain in my body when I'd wake up those mornings, every morning, the pain in my my back and my neck, like, it forced me to just not even want to get out of bed. It's terrible. I quit drinking, and within a week, two weeks, like the back pain and the neck pain, pain just gone. It's the craziest thing. Craziest thing. I couldn't believe how fast my health changed in like two weeks. I've got asthma and I've got an inhaler. I've always had bad asthma since I was a little kid. I quit drinking. I haven't used my inhaler in three months now. That's pretty cool. It's crazy. That's awesome. So (laughs) what's your been, excuse me, what's been your favorite part about, um, about being part of the comeback or being a comeback? Man, the brotherhood, the, the people I've met, the relationships I've formed. I mean, because one thing, one thing I did when I got into this program is I just, or this movement, I just, I didn't have time for anybody else, right? So I kind of just, I just cut out all the, all the people I didn't need and started from scratch. And the relationships I've formed inside of the comeback have been amazing. And I'm thinking they are lifelong, you know, lifelong friendships. And that's, and I've just got this opportunity to grow my network within this group of amazing men throughout the country. And, and that's, that's a huge opportunity. You know what I mean? For myself, for my personal life and, and for my business and for different things I want to do down the road. I kind of spoke to you about what my vision is later in life or what I'm, I'm striving for and, and what a better place to kind of, to have that than here because there's, there's, there's all these brothers that that are just supporting you helping you do that so if you got some some listeners out there right now how long did it take you to click on the link to actually become part of this thing did you see it a couple times or was it one and done what was that what was that like for you one and done um one and done well here's what i did and i think jason job yeah right yeah yeah job enrolled me um for me i was at I was at probably the lowest, one of the lowest points of my life. Um, and I'm kind of like what you've talked about. Like I like to build stuff up and then completely self-destruct shit. And I was at a, a really, really low spot, really scared. And 
it's one of those things, man, when I get, when I get depressed and when I get down, I don't even get on Facebook. Right. So I haven't been on Facebook for weeks. It was, it was a late night. I hadn't been drinking for a couple of days. I, I flipped open my phone, just finally opened up Facebook and your ad was there. And it was an ad with you at the Christmas party, all fucked up. And I clicked on it. I dude, I read like, I read like three, I might've read like three, four lines of that. And that was it. And you had me right there. I didn't even go to the website. I didn't go through with that stuff. I clicked through, I, I submitted the, or I went through the whole application, put in all my information, my phone number. And right before submit, I stopped and I paused. And I was like, you know, that, that fear and that hesitation, and that anxiety stopped me from clicking submit right away. But you guys already had me. You can retarget me. You guys had me <laughs> number. It was already there. <laughs> so is that what happened? You didn't you yeah. didn't click it then and then we came back and retargeted you? Yep, yep. And you already have my phone number and I started getting some some text messages and 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 finally, I don't know, man, it was one day, it was like two weeks later, one day. I said, fine, I'll I'll schedule the call, right? I'll schedule the call. And then, you know, there you go. Like an hour later, I was on the phone with Job. And it took me a day to decide. I, you know, I talked to Job and he said a couple of things that really resonated with me. And I was like, you know, all right, I'll think about it. It's kind of an investment. I don't know if I want to spend that much money, blah, 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 blah. And I had to go to a real estate function and it was at a bar. So I'm like telling Job, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to this real estate function. I went to this, I went to this real estate mingler mixer and just started having Red Bulls, dude. And for some reason, I'm like in my head at this mixer. And it just, it was in my heart. It was like, you got to do this. You know, you got to do this. And that was it. And I called Joe back the next day and was like, let's, let's go. What do you, what do you think? Uh, that's, that's interesting. I, I like hearing that. Um, you, you came up with a lot of excuses at that time, right? Cause that, that's truthfully what it was, right? Cause you, not that we're going to get in and talk about money, but you spent a fuckload more money with me already because you're being part of everything that we do, right? Yeah. So it was never a financial concern because you knew you no. could make it. But yep. you, you said, I don't know if I want to do it. But what do you think it was? Because there's probably somebody out there right now that's going to hear that. And they're like, man, I feel the same way. But what it really is, it was a lie that you were telling yourself, right? Like, am I ready right now? Can I do this? What if I fail again? Will my ex-girlfriend or my girlfriend or whatever be proud of me for doing there's probably a lot of other like emotional thoughts that went through and you're making that decision but you almost let the truth of the best thing again like the best thing that's happened to your life probably recently here has been this comeback it's been good for you. you've done the work but but a decision that you made to put yourself in a good situation you almost let slip by by fear by hesitation somebody else out there right now who's hesitating tell them you know talk to them give them some advice well, I mean, I'll talk to you about, I don't know. I don't know why I was in this position or what the, what the fear or the, the hesitation was really like with, with somebody else, with you. Like, is this going to be worth it? Are these, are, are you what you're cracked up to be? Is this, is this really, am I getting here? I mean, you know what? And it goes back a lot of it kind of now that we're talking goes back to what I've, what I've gone through with people. Am I going to get screwed by somebody? Am I going to get screwed by somebody? And that's just that same fear and hesitation. And it wasn't a lot because 
you know, I'm not married. I don't have a lot of family, a lot of these influences around me. So on that, I can't really speak to it. But, but from what I've gone through in my personal life, I'm like, well, am I going to get screwed over? Is this even going to be worth it? Am I, I going to get screwed over for it? And to sit back now and, and think about it, like, dude, I, I had never seen anything about the comeback before. You know, it was the first time it came through my newsfeed. I clicked on it and I hesitated. And I mean, it's hesitation is just that it's just that inner voice inside of you. That's, that's, that's fearful or anxiety. It's, it's not even real. It's a lie, right? You're lying. Your head is lying to yourself because it wants the easy way out and it doesn't want to work hard to do what you need to do. Um, I mean, things happen for a reason. That's kind of where I'm at and, and what I believe. But I mean, it's, it's the great, it, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And it's, it started with my life is fucked up. You know, drinking got me into this point, got me into this point where I'm about to blow up everything again. And it's like, dude, not only, not just the booze and, and that kind of stuff, but I've spent how many thousands of dollars on outpatient treatment, inpatient treatment, attorneys, lawyers, legal shit, like this doesn't even compare, you know, to, to the money I've spent <laughs> because of all the stupid shit I've done because of drinking, because of freaking, I can't make the choice to not pick up a beer. Well, you, you, you a little you, beverage, man. You clearly can make that choice because you've been able to fucking change that at the time you couldn't um, i want to touch base on something you just said so i will get as you know I, I don't do any more of the enrollment calls anymore right? we've got a team of guys this thing's grown exponentially since you've been since you've been part of it right these past whatever four or five months it's you've, you've seen it grow but um i'll get these messages on my facebook or I'll, I'll talk to some of the some of the other enrollment guys and they're like talking about how people think we're gonna fuck them or we're, we're out to get them or they don't trust us or whatever. And I have to remind the guys, look, we didn't Yeah, we, we might be targeting you because we have something, we know you have an issue, but I don't want you if you think we're going to fuck you. Right. Like, like I probably said that to you before, right? Like if you don't trust me and if we're not a good fit, like then go, go to the alternatives, go to outpatient where you'll waste your money, go to AA and say you're powerless. Right. Or just go to jail. Right. Like there's alternatives out there. You don't need, you don't, you came looking for us. Um, and I want to make that clear because sometimes my guys get frustrated about that because they feel like it's a personal attack. But at the end of the day, there's nothing personal about it. It's stuff like you had to deal with. You had to get over the fact that, hey, just maybe, just maybe somebody's out here to help me. And this might not be bullshit. And like you just said, it's one of the biggest, probably biggest decisions and best or better decisions you made inside of your life, which is fucking awesome. Yo, that's absolutely true. And one thing I'll say too now, because now that I'm part of it and I like all your, all your shit, now I've, now I've got all your, now I've got all the videos and stuff coming through. Right. Right. I go back and I want to like the other things we see on Facebook, the other, the other stuff we get in our newsfeed, man, anybody else out who, who's watching this and is watching your videos. I mean, watch, first of all, try, try to be, Try to fucking be clear-headed or a little bit sober when you watch it. A little bit sober. <laughs> yeah, right? Be, be a little bit sober, right? And then seriously, look into your fucking eyes while, while they're watching this video and look at you and tell me if you're not real or not. 
because you know what I mean? I can go on because I get sold real estate shit all day long, right? And you can tell who's fake and who's not. And if there's anybody out there looking, like seriously, scroll through your videos, Mark, and look at you and stare at you and, and see what you have to say because you've been there, like you've been in my spot, right? And, and you feel me and that's why there's so much, there's so much compassion and so much certainty on your videos is because it's the truth, man. You're right. Like, second guess it, second guess it until you fuck up again and fuck up again and then come back and get the video. You know, I can't, like, dude, I've been through, I've been through all the AAs. I've been through the impatience and the outpatience. And it hasn't got me the truth. Do you have the truth here? Yeah, I found the truth. And had it in you the whole time. That's exactly right, because the truth is inside of me. You know what I mean? Even though everyone told you you're a fucking liar. Yeah, and told me I was a liar and I was powerless. Shit. And if I ever had a drink again, I was fucked. I might as well just go kill myself by myself. You know what I mean? Like, I got that line. Well, if you're going to drink, you might as well just go just go do it on your own and leave your family alone so, so you don't have to bother anybody. You know, and it's like, dude, what I've got, like, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I've got from this is my own, what I seek now for my own, like, self-development and personal development. Like, I've become so, like, I'm seeking more. And I'm seeking more of my own personal and self-development, you know, like, through myself. I mean, through, through the things I watch and I read and I journal and, and, lo, and those sorts of things, that's where like the spark came. And that's what, that's what you helped light inside of me was like, dude, I, I want more of this. Right. I want to learn more about myself and just more about the human condition and who I am. It's awesome. Well, brother, I know we got to get ready to, uh, we've got a, a alliance call in about 12 minutes. So any vast parting words? And you did a great job, man. I appreciate you getting on here. And, and truly, you know, the fact that you are, are so young and, and 34, um, which is, I mean, you got so much good shit, man. It's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be exciting, not even interesting, exciting to watch the next six years of your life, bro. Like I, like I tell this to the guys that are my younger clients, I would, I'd gladly give you every dollar I have. You could even have my business. You could have the comeback. You could have every dollar that I have. The only thing you can't have is my kids and my wife, right? And you give me that, but I get to keep my knowledge that I have in here right now. You give me back your six years, I would trade you in a heartbeat. You give me those six years, do you know what I could do with my life? Wow. Fucking anything. And I want you to understand that. And that's, that's no bullshit. I would give up everything I have again and start over except for the love that I have and the fucking knowledge that I've acquired by becoming the man that I am today. I get to keep that. And you just watch what I can do inside of those six years. So think about that for a second when you're looking at your life and where you're at right this second. There's nothing that you can't do. I believe you can have it all except for excuses. Give us some parting words, Adam. Give us a fucking, let's take, let's turn it up. Give these guys white money. Come on, white money. Give these guys some, uh, drop the beat on them and, and give somebody some <laughs> to just, just go and better their day today. Yo, I mean, yeah. White money going to throw it down. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Yo, um, man, just, uh, stop fucking lying. Stop fucking lying to yourself, dude. 
that's why that's what got me here was just lying just lying my ass off Stop lying. and and just you know what there's one thing you can do for yourself today look in the mirror tell yourself you and, and give yourself some self-love tell yourself you love you and just go kick ass for the rest of the day that's all i got mark <laughs> all right man i'll see you on a call in a little bit thank you uh getting on here and sharing some of your story with us man it's been great spending some time with you one-on-one and like i said man i'm encouraged and excited to watch the journey and watch you progress into the man that you're going to come um and just literally what you've done already has been has been great those kids are lucky to have you do not fucking forget that get out today and dominate we'll talk to you soon brother take care